Assalamu alaikum family. Welcome to the Brother Ben X podcast. I am now live with the great good brother Reza Islam, who you all have been tagging in the comments to bring back on the platform. Uh, in this sensitive time, it's important for us to bring the facts. And we know our brother Reza Islam has been branded as Reza with the facts. And uh, if you've been following him, he's also he's always been talking about the vaccines. He's always been uh, talking about the information and bringing facts and documents and exposing the wicked in high places um, and always been on the front line. So what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about his uh, his background, him coming up before social media, the community work that he done and is still doing. And then we're going to go into the coronavirus and uh, vaccines and how to avoid them. Many people all the time say, Brother Ben X, how do I uh, avoid the vaccines? And y'all know me. I give y'all the information as far as the affidavit and things of that nature in my particular city. But, you know, uh, Brother Reza Islam will be able to give you guys a little bit more information. So I'm always referring you guys over to Brother Reza or Vaccine Truth. Uh, Brother Reza, you look a little paused. Are you still there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm here. Yeah, you, yeah, you look. Try I to see, turn your yeah. video off and then turn it back on. Let me see. Because right now you paused. Okay, let me see here. <clears throat> you see, like mm-hmm. a, you see, like a camera where it says off and on. Yeah, try to turn it back on. Okay, it should be. There we go. Yep. There we go. There go our brother, y'all. There he is, man. So go ahead and introduce yourself, brother. Let us know who you are for those who don't know. Yes, sir. Uh, Assalamu alaikum. Peace be unto you, to everyone who is watching and listening. Uh, my name is Brother Reza Islam. I am a young brother who is, of course, a member of the Nation of Islam under the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, a activist, independent researcher, humanitarian, and simply a brother who is striving to do my best to help our people in the capacity that Allah has given me just in the lane that he's allowed me to be in to help our people. So uh, I've been doing this for a very long time. And as my brother Ben X was saying, you know, a lot of work has been going on long before social media. So I'm just honored again to collaborate with my brother as we continue to do as much as we can while we're doing this work from L.A. all the way to Texas all the way across to Florida and the world. So I'm, again, honored to be here, brother, especially during this time, which is a very sensitive time for everyone across the planet. Absolutely. And for everybody who just now coming in and, and, and chiming in, remember, we're going to be talking about the coronavirus. We're going to be talking about vaccines and solutions to the problem. Uh, oftentimes they put now stuff and they want us to panic, panic, panic. Make us think that there's no solutions to the problem. They scare us with the vaccines. Uh, Brother Reza Islam was a big advocate for pushing the movie or documentary Vaxxed, which came out with a lot of factual uh, information from real people, real testimonials. For, so let's go a little bit into your background, Brother Reza. Where did you start off in, um, you know, finding love for our people and doing what you do for the community? Yes, sir. I started off born and raised in Compton, California, a specific part of Compton called Richland Farms, Compton, California, where basically they have horses and animals in almost every backyard is how I grew up. Uh, Youngest of 10 children. Some of my family were uh, on drugs, gang banging, et cetera. And my mother was working to become a naturopathic doctor. And she was striving to be a medical doctor. But after she found out certain things that the medical industry was doing, 
how they were changing things from the natural remedies to pills, changing things from herbs and vitamins and diet to pills. That is when she decided to switch from going towards a medical degree and going towards a naturopathic doctorate degree. And uh, so from that point on, I'd say around the age of nine or 10 is when I was at an after school program or social betterment program called the World Literacy Crusade, where I was getting help on my homework, my reading, my math. And it was there where I found the love for helping others because I was getting help. And then I was asked to help someone. Uh, She was about five or six years old uh, and she needed help on her phonics. And when I was asked to help her is what increased this passion or, or really, I would say, started this passion for helping my people because I was never really asked to help to do anything that was good, you could say, um, until until that time. And once I did that and I was acknowledged for doing that, it felt real good to know that I actually helped somebody. And after that, man, it just it just, you know, snowballed, I would say, after that. So I was working with my people, black black folks, Mexicans. People on drugs, people who couldn't read or write, uh, people who were on probation, coming out the prison system, you name it, any and every circumstance. And I've been doing that literally from the age of, I would say, nine and a half, 10 or 1999 or the year 2000 up until now. So I have about a good 19 years in the community uh, doing this work long before social media. Let me ask you this. You talk about Compton and as we hear about Compton in California, we hear about the gangs and how it was. I mean, it was rough back then and how, oh, my God. So can you give us some uh, a little history about how was it like growing up in Compton, knowing that that's where a lot of gangs uh, started at or originated at? Absolutely. Well, me being in Compton, the Crips primarily started in Compton, California. Tookie Williams, Raymond Washington. Even before that, you have some other brothers and other areas, groups that were uh, started, you know, on schoolyards and different areas. And uh, the Bloods, you're talking about Inglewood, et cetera. And then, of course, a lot of that coming from the Black Panthers up in Oakland. And then, of course, before the Black Panthers, Nation of Islam, et cetera. But as far as the gang mentality and the gangs, that was primarily Compton, Inglewood, L.A. County. And growing up in that, um, two of my brothers, from what I remember, three of them actually, were from different hoods, crip hoods. Um, I had a few cousins who were bloods, uh, nutty block. You could say spook town with some of our friends who I grew up with, uh, pocket hood, front hood, Crips, uh, Compton Crip, farm dog, Compton Crips, um, Paru, some of my other cousins, West side, Bompton Paru is what they say, all of these different areas and growing up in it being five, six, seven, eight, you know, you didn't necessarily know entirely what that meant. I didn't know entirely what that meant. Um, but it it was just something that was fun because it's how they made it seem at the time, you know, crib walking and and go steal this and go do that. And they smoking over here and all this stuff. That's what it was, but it didn't become real until certain people started. I started noticing police cars, people getting arrested, people started dying. Mm. You know, I, I, these things is what made it real for me. Um, my family did a good job of keeping me away from the most severe levels of that but at a certain point i came into contact with it and i would see it and that's what made it become very real to me um a lot of people were dying at that time like i said these this is the 90s so things were kind of elevated you're talking about after um the beating of rodney king you know when the riots took place uh and after that of course gang activity was very heavy 
Um, so that's what that whole scenario, me growing up in that, man, like I said, my family, man, they, they kept me away as much as they could. And I was born in the nation of Islam. So at the same time, um, Compton Mosque number 54 was highly active and some of my family was involved in the mosque. So that's another thing that kind of helped to deter us from that and keep us balanced. But it wasn't until my stepfather was arrested, um, where the family collapsed. And then that's when people went back into heavy gang activity, drugs, you name it. My oldest sister was on crack cocaine for 20 years on Skid Row. Um, family, I mean, it was, it was like all the classic things you can hear about is what was going on. But in my case, I was the youngest out of 10. So they were trying to keep me away from as much of that as possible. That's, that's why I can say I'm still here really because my family did a good job of really protecting me but it was definitely something that's that's real you know and everybody who knows about it who grew up in it in any type of capacity whether if it's in la or california or all the way across the country they understand it's a very real thing being that you was born into uh the teachings of the honorable Elijah muhammad as taught by the honorable minister louis farrakhan how did that foundation help you out in dealing with all of this how, how was that able to support you and, and, and allow you to kind of cope through all this stuff that you was going through and seeing at the time when I was younger, I wasn't highly or heavily active in the nation after a certain age. So when I was born and up until about the age of two or three, you know, I'm, I'm learning. I remember praying to the east and watching my face getting up early for Fajr prayer before the sun came up. We had prayer rugs with, with compasses on it, uh, <laughs> literally. Um, and, and pardon me, when I mentioned uh, 20 years of my sister, it was 16 years, pardon me, just so I can be specific, 20, uh, 16 years she was on drugs. Um, but I used to remember getting up for Fajr prayer, praying every morning at 5 a.m. Um, I remember I went to the MUI for a short period of time in, in Compton, um, and I was very, very, very young. So at this time, the only things that I remember was I remember praying. I was at the, the mosque. You know, and um, and my family, you know, we used to speak Arabic. I knew the, the prayer in Arabic before I knew what I was saying in English wow. long before I knew it in Arabic, <laughs> all of that. So I remember that navy bean soup, um, all of the basic fundamentals. But most of what I know now, I'd say about 97 percent of what I know now about the teachings, about the culture, about everything didn't come into practice until years later. Mm. But that little foundation that I had did help to stabilize me and us because my stepfather, who was the one who brought us into the nation, is the one who, who kept you know, the family strong. Him, of course, with my mother, uh, kept us strong. So when he was arrested, of course, that's why I said the family collapsed. Mm. When he was taken to jail, everything collapsed. Of course, we weren't going to the mosque anymore. You know, um, and different family members, my siblings, piece by piece, one moved here, one moved here. This one was murdered. You know, this one went to jail. That one went to jail. It was just piece by piece. Everything collapsed. Let me ask you this, because what I'm starting to find is a pattern. People who was born into the nation, they find themselves leaving a little bit or getting off of it. And then they find themselves back in. Like I've literally heard this story like over. So I hear, you know, we hear coming into the nation. We go door to door. We got our suits on. We bow tied up. Opposites attract. Man, who is them brothers? Man, man, that brother clean. I ain't, I ain't used to that. Do you think mm -hmm. that 
it's the same for people who are born into something like this, that the opposite, which is the world, is attractive to them. So they got to kind of go see what is this all about? What's your thoughts Mm -hmm. on that? Some people truly believe the grass is greener on the other side. And I say that because it is the unknown that people are seeking. You know, it is that curiosity that I wonder if it's better over there or I wonder if it is truly as bad as they're making it out to seem. So I've noticed that from not only people who are born in the nation, but people who are born in virtually anything, born in Christianity, born in Judaism, born in different religious faiths or born into different uh, religious based groups or organizations where they don't know of anything else. They haven't experienced anything else. And we always know that, you know, we know that the mind is curious and strives to know. We want to know. So uh, a lot of times what I did notice is, yeah, you would whether if we wanted to or not, we would end up being hit by the world or going into the world. And the same thing happened with me. You know, I, I definitely noticed that with a lot of people, not just in the nation, but with me, that same thing happened with me. I wasn't active in the nation uh, all the way up until my mid 20s. Mm. You know, same same thing. I wasn't heavily in the world. Now, that's the difference. A lot of times, depending on which group you're a part of, which group your family is a part of, whether it's the nation of Islam or not. A lot of the times people will go into the world heavily. And I mean, you know, heavy drugs, alcohol, you know, get get involved into heavy criminal activity. You know, I mean, heavy stuff. Um, I did not have that case. You know, I didn't have all the heavy, heavy involvement. I had my, you know, the, the involvement that I did have. But I, you know, thankfully to Allah, I can say, you know, because of my family, the environments that I was put in, my mother, you know, uh, my, my godfather, all these different components, I was able to be protected enough to where uh, I was able to come back full circle into the mosque, you know, write my letter and become fully active and registered. Let me ask you this before we get to the next segment. Um, at what point, which events have taken place that you was a part of that, that, that showed you, you know what, I'm actually a humanitarian. What happened you mm. know, to, to, to show you, man, this is, this is the work that I'm doing right here. That's a good question. I, man, I'll tell you this. There are, there were a lot, a lot of events. Um, the program that I went to um, called the World Literacy Crusade um, was founded in 1992 in Compton, California. And I'm going to tell you this, that program, without that program and that my mother brought me to, it was founded by uh, my godfather, Reverend Alfred Johnson. That program is a, it was a nonprofit social betterment literacy program. And after school program, of course, handled many different things that that affected the people. Um, that is the program that brought me onto the path of being a humanitarian because it addressed so many issues. It addressed drug abuse. Uh, it addressed illiteracy primarily. It addressed poverty. It addressed um, ignorance. It addressed all these different things that were affecting us as a people and family issues and homelessness, etc. So because of all the issues that it addressed, that means we had to have solutions with which to rectify those conditions and those situations. So I was involved in community cleanups, going out, cleaning up the community, picking up trash, you know, going to different uh, areas of houses and do recycling and all these types of things with people who were on drugs currently, with people who were in the program, Bloods, Crips, Mexican gangs, uh, people was on probation. People just came out of jail. This is this was the 
the average group and environment that I was in because I was a part of this program. Uh, and there are, there were two particular things that made me really say, I have to help humanity starting with black people and then other people after that. One of these was dealing with, uh, the human rights violations when I finally found out what that was. Okay, I learned about that at the World Literacy Crusade, where I learned about the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, where I learned about how there are over 25, over 27 different rights that human beings have, according to uh, the United Nations. And I looked at how many of these rights are being violated from torture and slavery still existing to us not being equal before the law, uh, to us not being born free and equal, to us not having a safe place to live, but one of our rights is to seek a safe place to live. Like all these different rights are being violated. So I didn't understand, you know, what was going on. And I would find out about the evils of the world. Another area was dealing with the abuses in the mental health field. So I learned about psychiatry. I learned about psychology. I learned about how they are using drugs that they call medication, which is actually psychotropics or legal Drugs, okay, legal versions of cocaine, which is Ritalin, legal versions of LSD and methamphetamines, which is Adderall, Wellbutrin, Zyprexa, Thorazine, you, you name it. I learned about how they're using these drugs to chemically castrate and destroy men, women, and children, how they invented mental disorders. They say mental disorders, but the mind is not physical, but they would classify emotions as a disease and then give persons drugs wow. to rectify an emotion rather than to ha address the cause of the situation rather than to look at the child and say, well, no, the, the child is hungry or the child just doesn't understand what he's reading. So he's bored. You know, he doesn't have ADHD or ADD. He needs to be understood. You need to sit down and give him some additional attention. These are things that, you know, you, you address the cause, but instead they would <clears throat> put them on drugs. And then I learned about the entire history of psychiatry, how it's connected to slavery, you know, with Samuel Cartwright, who was a psychiatrist. He created a so-called disorder saying that the slaves are insane because they want to run away from slavery. Wow. And he classified that as something called drapotomania. You know, I learned about all of this, man. And this, I was learning about this at 12, 13, 14, 15, learned about drugs, learned about how the government was using drugs, LSD and methamphetamine and all these drugs in the military, you know, and how they made them first. They were legal MDMA or Molly today. It was called MDMA. They use that in the military. LSD, lysergic diethylamide that was used in the military, uh, methamphetamine. All these things were used legally, legally, legally. And then they made them illegal, but they were still pushing it into the communities. All of this, man, and these things were letting me know that I have to start by making black people strong because I'm a black man first, period. So I have to work with my people first. We are at the bottom. I have to do all I can to help us. And then as the most honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches, you know, in what the Muslims believe, we do believe that a universal government will be brought in by Allah, God, by the son of man, by that one in which all can live in peace together. You know, that universal government, we simply have to start with our own first, accept your own and be yourself. So there's a lot, brother. I mean, that, that's just a very small, <laughs> a few examples of what I was involved in. And there was a lot, brother. By the time I was 15, I had already been involved in helping uh, well over, well over 15,000 people uh, within the inner cities of Compton, L.A., 
Long Beach, Carson, Gardena, Linwood, Southgate, um, within those all, all those surrounding cities to get off drugs, learn how to read and write, you know, work with them on their probation, you name it, brother, that all this stuff. So it helped me to find a love for the human family because I learned to love myself and my black family first. Oh, praise is due to Allah, man. Uh, it actually sounds similar to the vaccine situation, how they create the problem and then they give you a, a solution to the problem, which creates more problems. Because the problem Correct. is they're not teaching you in the school. The problem is they're not teaching mm-hmm. you correctly in the school. Uh, at Brother Larry's school, he talked about this little brother who he stood up. And, you know, in our class, you got to sit down, be quiet, you know, all this different stuff. He mm-hmm. said he had a young child that ju- he had to stand up, but he was number one in his class. So we aren't taught Absolute. like everybody else. We don't learn like everybody else. And you got you got some people who visual learners. You got some people who audio learners. So just because somebody mm-hmm. isn't learning it may not be that they're ADD or dumb or stupid, whatever the case may be. You just got to be strategic. Peace, family. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering, what can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st? I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market. And I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS tribe. The ABS Tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you, you want to get inside of our ABS Tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and Brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six-figure friends are on teaching you every single week. If you want to join the ABS Tribe, go to www.com. What is abstribe.com? www.whatisabstribe.com. And 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 that's why it's important for you to either do for self, teach them yourself, or find somebody who's able to teach them because it takes love to handle somebody like that. When you're trying to teach them but they don't understand, it takes love to say, okay, let me try it another way and be patient with mm-hmm. them. So this is all important, man. So let me get to this next segment, man, which is our brother Neri. And just to let you guys know, (laughs) if anybody wants to um, get a text message, when I go live, text BBX class to 555-888-BBX-CLASS, all one word, to 555-888. I appreciate everybody who's tuned in right now live with us from that text message. But if y'all didn't know, our brother Neri Muhammad has an album out. I know y'all didn't know that. It's called The Black Excellence Manifesto Volume 1. And Brother Neary, this is such a genius thing that this brother did. Check this song out right here. It's called The Black Man. Who is the original man? Check it out, y'all. The original man is the Asiatic black man. Maker, owner, cream of the planet Earth. This is genius, God y'all. the planet earth god of the universe yeah. black man that's the maker the owner maker, the cream, of, cream the planet of the planet god earth. of the universe he said we are the first, the man first man yeah. on every black part man. of the 24,896 miles of this planet we the first people to walk on the 57 million 255,000 square miles of land. we are the first people to sail the 139 million 685,000 square miles of water. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan teaches us that a good description of what a man looks like 
is found in the Lord's Prayer. What does it say at first? Our Father which art in what well, heaven is considered to be up, right? So if this is a good description of a man, that means that as a man, brother, we have to be somebody that our women and our children look up to. Mm. Yeah, black men, black men, make on the cream of the planet Earth. God of the Man, so that's just a little <laughs> snippet, man. That's a little snippet, man. Our brother Nuri, man, he's right down to the modern times with this stuff, man. What you think about that, brother Reason? Oh man, no, no, no. That was hot. See, we man, we see that's something that we love doing. We we are used to hearing Brother Nuri, Brother Wesley, the minister, over, you know, dubbed over uh over beats, man. And it's it just it adds that uh that extra push, that extra umph that we need. For everybody to really get the message and brother Nuri, man, his voice goes real good man. over some hip hop. <laughs> man, I'm telling you. <laughs> so shout out to brother Nuri, man. You can get that album Love on all platforms, man. You can get it on Apple Music. You can get this on YouTube. Yeah. It's on YouTube right now. So please go support our brother, man. And I and I believe this is good for the youth, of course, the adults as well. But I think about it like this: the subconscious mind. When I'm driving and I'm listening to songs, well, I'm not even intentionally listening to songs, but I memorize the songs and I don't even try to. So imagine mm-hmm. your son, imagine your daughter, they listening to that beat and it's the beat they got them moving. But that knowledge, wisdom and understanding, that supreme wisdom is going into the subconscious mind to where after two weeks they can actually repeat the words of Brother Neary and what's going on into this. So imagine your son walking around singing black man, black man, cream of the pen of earth, God of the universe. Man, this is something that we need. <laughs> so if you saying the youth are being right. uh, uh, persuaded by music, they're being persuaded by the artists. Well, us as adults, let's make sure that when we in that car, they're listening to something that's righteous and the good thing about this it's not righteous and whack it got nice beats on right. it it's hip it flows mm-hmm. so man please support our brother Neri muhammad man because that's a he got a, he Absolutely. got other songs on here so every episode i do i'm gonna i'm gonna play a little preview of it man because we really need this so uh that's right in our next segment family we're gonna get right into it this is what y'all came to hear right here the corona virus then we're gonna go to the vaccines last because right now we got the coronavirus, but uh, and we're going to la- allow some of y'all to call in. I know y'all always asking questions about your children, school, vaccines, things of this nature. Mm-hmm. So we're going to let y'all call in at the end. But Brother Reza, what is up with this coronavirus? What's the current news? What's some of the research and facts that you've uh, discovered uh, thus far? First thing is, everyone should understand, yes, some people know, but some do not, that the coronavirus is nothing new. This is not a new thing. The coronavirus has existed well over 40 years. The issue is that this coronavirus is the newest, most mutated strain of the virus, meaning this is not like all the others. Corona means crown. So it has different points all around it. If you look at it under a microscope, it has a crowny look to it, but also it has multiple strains again. So this one has four strains of the HIV virus in it which is one major difference, uh, this one is accelerated, meaning it affects people faster, it hits people faster, and of course, if you have a weakened or what is called a compromised immune system, it will infect you faster, affect you faster, and you could potentially die from a very small percentage, but you have to have a very weak immune system, and primarily those who have a very weak immune system are the elderly uh, who are about 60 
to 65 and older. At first, they said it was primarily those who are 50 and older. Uh, but those who are 65 and older is what they're saying now is the updated information are those who are at most risk. Uh, the other thing is people are talking about where did it originate from? America is saying it originated from China. But China, Japan and Korea are saying that it originated from America. So right now we have this tit for tat. You did it. No, you did it. You know, kind of situation going on when we do know, you know, we have a, a history somewhat of China as it pertains to certain things they do. But I do not know too much about China creating bioweapons and using bioweapons to murder and destroy nations all over the earth. Uh, strategic assassinations all over the earth to kill the men, women and children and the environments uh, all over the earth. I do know and we do know that America has a long standing history of creating bioweapons in their bioweapons department in Fort Detrick, Maryland, uh, a part of the United States Bioweapons Division, where they have created biological weapons, viruses, infectious diseases, etc., and have used those to infect brothers and sisters in the Congo, to infect brothers and sisters in Zimbabwe, to infect brothers and sisters in Kenya, Nairobi, Kenya, and how they have used vaccines and, of course, how they have used these diseases to infect and affect brothers and sisters in America and Mexico and South America and all over the world. They have done this. So we know America's longstanding history with it. So the likelihood of this being a manufactured or should I say strategically genetic enhanced version of this long old coronavirus is very high. I wouldn't put it past America to create something like this. Uh, but just so we can see how it is affecting people, um, it has gone from China to Iran and it has hit Iran heavily. It went from Iran and it touched certain small countries and jumped all the way over into Europe, into Germany and Italy. The Italians have been hit the worst uh, outside of China. And in Italy, people were dying. It went from just a few dying to within 48 hours, a few hundred, then within 72 hours to literally three to 400 people who died in one day. Uh, which, And by the way, the vast majority of those were people who were elderly Again, those who are in excess of 50 years of age, those who already had pre-existing medical conditions. Now, the main thing people have to look at is this is being used as a justification to enforce a level of martial law by saying they're going to use the military to help with aid. They're going to use the National Guard to help with aid, with the hospitals, to help with the local police, with assistance, et cetera, et cetera. And before I jump ahead in that area, when you're saying or seeing that over 300,000 people are infected currently in the world is what they're saying, uh, that there are uh, the, the deaths are the things that they focus on primarily over 30,000. They focus on the deaths. But they do not tell you that there are over a hundred thousand people on the planet who have recovered. Mm. So the recoveries are the only thing you do not see them focusing on. They, they say this person died yesterday. This person is infected. Now, Prince Charles has been infected uh, over the crown in Europe. He has tested positive. They try to focus on a few black celebrities 
who have been infected because black people, for the vast majority, are not getting infected. Now, for those who are black, and I'm just running through this, it does not mean you cannot be infected. It simply means, according to the statistics, according to the numbers that are reported across the planet, that black people have a less likelihood of being infected. That's not because of what I'm saying. That's due to the numbers. If you look at the numbers, the demographic, the cities, the states and the countries, for the vast majority, it is not black or original people who are being infected or affected. Um, but what we have to be very you know, mindful of is that what this is doing is it is alarming the entire planet. But people have to understand, yes, it, it is an election year. Absolutely. Yes, uh, there are certain things that they do every election year and a pandemic always is a part of that. Under Obama, you had H1N1, you had swine flu, you had a return of measles for a certain period of time, you had Ebola. Uh, none of these were alarming enough to shut down the country, yet all of these combined were killing more and infecting more people in America in particularly. But the, the country didn't shut down. And of course, people will say that that's because the corona has a higher kill rate per ratio of time when that argument doesn't necessarily work, because what they're not telling you is out of all the people who are infected, out of all the people who are dying and out of all people who are recovering, which is over 100,000, as I said, they are not looking at or telling you about the pre-existing medical conditions of all these people. Two articles came out yesterday, one of a 17 year old boy who day before yesterday, they said died from the coronavirus. But then the next day they retracted that statement and said the possibility is that he didn't die from the coronavirus, but from pre-existing issues. And we will give updates. That's mm -hmm. one. Another article came out that I believe it was a three or four year old child who they previously said died from the coronavirus. Then they came out with another news article right after that and said, the statement has been retracted because the child died from pre-existing medical conditions, not the coronavirus. So I argue that if we investigate the pre-existing medical conditions of every single case infected or those who have deceased or died from this, that you will see almost every single time a pre-existing medical condition, infection, virus, etc., health circumstance, whether they had respiratory issues, asthma, pneumonia, I guarantee we will find something to determine that they died from that and not this coronavirus because the government has already stated that the flu is worse. They have already stated that people are dying from multiple other things and that this is simply something that is less lethal than the flu. You can get rid of it and we're going to go into the solutions later, I know, but you can get rid of it fairly quick and it can last between 10 to 12 days. And it's not something that people should really uh, worry about in the way that the government is excessively exaggerating over. OK, it's more so the fear that has people going crazy and the fear that is causing the government to shut down, which is destroying the economy, which is now causing them to bring in the military, which is then causing them to go into an overwhelmingly insane push to do many different things that don't make any sense. And as a result of this, there's a number of other things that are about to happen, which we can go into. But it's 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 about to get worse uh, and not because of the coronavirus, but because this is something that the government, I believe, 
has strategically set up and, and we can drop the documentation on that when you're ready. Man, it's interesting. You say 10 to 12 days. My God, brother, uh, he said that he was sick and he felt like he didn't want to. He didn't answer no phone calls. He didn't feel like eating mm-hmm. like he was just like out for two weeks. And then I think Charlemagne or somebody I heard of somebody else say they was out for two weeks. And when he went to the doctor, my God, brother, he said they said it was just flu symptoms. So I'm wondering if they had the coronavirus and they just, you know, end up getting healthy and recovering from mm-hmm. it uh, and, and, and didn't uh, die. For those who are listening, saying, well, well, this is a conspiracy theorist, brother. The go- Why would the government do something like this? Can you give them something <laughs> that they can research for themselves? Because, you know, you, you know so for, I know you got your book. We're going to talk about the book and everything. But can you give them a yes, couple sir. examples where they have done this to us mm-hmm. and um, uh, uh, that they can actually go look up for themselves? Absolutely. The first thing I'll reference is the Healthy People 2020 guidelines. Everyone should look up what the Healthy People 2020 guidelines are. That is from the Department of uh, Health and Human Services. This is from the United States government. And in the Healthy People 2020 guidelines, they state one, 90 percent of the population in America is to be vaccinated Two. They state all of the different avenues by which they intend to get the people to accept vaccination. But in order for you to be vaccinated and accept vaccination, there must be some sort of an epidemic, which is more so local within your city, state or that area or a pandemic, which is something that affects not only your country, but other countries and the world. That is a very good surefire way to get the majority of the population to accept being vaccinated. Two, I recommend everyone look up the National Security Study Memorandum 200 that was written under Dr. Henry Kissinger, who was the 32nd Secretary of State under President Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford. You must look at the NSSM 200, National Security Study Memorandum, and within certain sections dealing with population control In third world countries, the familial strategies of how they're going to use television to convince the people that having two children, one child or no children at all is best through subconscious programming through television. Four, you want to make sure you look at the other section where they use food as a strategy to depopulate and to threaten and or blackmail certain countries by removing food from them, a.k.a. putting sanctions on certain countries and nations that refuse America's policies, refuse America's ways of doing things. They did this with Cuba. They've done this with multiple countries. uh, And then they will starve you until you comply with what they want. All of this is in the National Security Study Memorandum 200, and it is being carried out. Another government documentation also helped uh, and to be compiled by Dr. Henry Kissinger and was adopted by President Jimmy Carter is something called Global 2000, Mm. where they outline how to use food as a weapon to depopulate. Hence why America's food supply, over 70 percent of it is genetically modified. Hence why a large percentage of America's water has large levels of lead, fluoride and estrogen. In it. Hence why the cans, cans have a high level of bisphenol A, 
bisphenol A, which is a synthetic form of estrogen causing chemical within it. Also, the baby food having high levels of lead and estrogen mm. to feminize and therefore slowly depopulate through genetic and through chemistry manipulation. Now, we can go on and on and on regarding what the government has stated. And just as an honorary mention, I will state that the coronavirus is something this in particular one was predicted and planned. There is something called Event 201 that took place in October of last year where they did a simulation of a coronavirus outbreak and how they were going to combat it, how they were going to use certain strategies to rectify it, how they were going to fight against it, etc. That was in October of last year. There's a movie called uh, Not Quarantine, which is also a movie you should watch, but there is another movie that came out in 2011 where they talk about the coronavirus and they specifically where they talk about it coming out of China, where they talk about how many people are going to die starring Lawrence Fishburne 2011. That also came out in 2011. Congress approved of 20,000 troops to be in the streets along with police officers to help with aid, food supply and in the case of a pandemic. Same year the movie came out. And another thing to mention is the Rockefeller Foundation report, which came out in the year 2010, where they talk about a corona virus coming from China and what they plan to do and how to use it. That is on the Internet 2010. None of these things are conspiracy theory. These are all conspiracy fact or simple fact. Conspiracy meaning two or more individuals or groups coming together to do something that is wicked and or evil. So it is conspiracy, but it is not a theory. These are very much facts. And the only reason why we don't believe it is because we truly believe this government won't do something evil when they continue to prove to us that they will do whatever needs to be done in order for them to get whatever it is that they want. And the last point I'm going to mention is during Iraq after 9-11, when America declared war on the Middle East, but not just the Middle East, on Islam and Muslims collectively, they used depleted uranium mm. to bomb Iraq, bomb Afghanistan, bomb countries all throughout the Middle East. Depleted uranium was used in the weapons. It was used, and when it drops, it kills not only the people, but it infects the air, it infects the soil, it infects the water, and it will do this for generations and generations to come. People in Iraq are still suffering from what America did 19 years ago, 18 plus years ago, because America wouldn't get Iraq to agree with the insanity that they wanted to force upon them and other countries. So America has a long history of doing this. Um, it's not something that, you know, is is a secret. You know, and for me to give this information out is not something that I like doing. None of us like to be right about evil things. However, it is the case. And we need to understand that this coronavirus is not normal. It is not natural. It is not something that happened in nature. It is far from it. So, you know, I just want to make sure we all understand that. Um, is the movie you're talking about contagion? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. That was the one that I was trying to get the word. The movie contagion 2011. Let me ask you this. Do you is 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 America 
um, at odds with China in any way? Do you have do you know anything about that? Oh, of course, America. First of all, America and China have not had a good relationship in a very long time because, one, America owes China over a trillion dollars. Now, Donald Trump, I know, met with uh, the prime minister and they were discussing things to work things out. So that may may as far as the debt, I highly doubt it. But the debt may be something that has changed to a degree. But America and China have been at odds for quite some time. That's why China owns certain seaports in America. China owns certain areas in America to compromise or to make up for the debt that America owes them. And also China, Russia and Italy were doing business agreements in Iran where they have over 55 billion barrels, over 55 billion barrels of oil. And America wants that. America wants that oil. And people are saying, well, America is the number one oil producer in the world. And what people fail to realize is how did America get the oil? How does she have access to any type of oil anywhere? It is because she has military bases all over the world and she is threatening and killing people, including leaders of foreign nations to get the oil. China and Russia and Italy being in Iran is an issue for America because America wants again, that 55 billion barrels of oil. And because of that, there is, things going on with agreements. And now I will make this statement as an analysis, not to say this is factual. And t- well, these are facts I'm going to give, but just an analysis. The virus hit China hard. It hit Iran hard and it hit Italy hard. These are all individuals that are in business agreements, China, Italy in business agreements with Iran. So it hits Iranians. It hits Italians. It hits Chinese. They have business agreements. So how advantageous would that be for America, for the Chinese to get hit in a certain chunk of their population removed, Italians, Iranians? Would not America be able to take advantage of this moment by going in to strike more deals? You know, something that people should consider is all I'm saying, just as an analysis. And people say, why would they attack Italy? Well, again, business agreements dealing with Iran. So it's just an analysis. The reason I asked that, Brother Reza, is because it makes me think about um, Operation Northwoods. And for those who uh, mm-hmm. have never heard of it, you can actually, it's, they say it's declassified. Um, however, if you go mm-hmm. look up the, uh, the, 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 uh, the uh, Operation Northwoods, it says uh, declassified mm-hmm. November 18, 1997. Operation Northwoods is a documented false flag plan originated with the United States government in 1962. False flag attacks are military and war tactic used since Roman times. It called for the CIA and or other operatives to commit genuine acts of terrorism in the United States cities on both military and innocent civilian targets. Then it goes on to say these acts of terrorism were to be blamed on Cuba in order to create public support for a war against Mm -hmm. that nation. Operation Northwoods included proposals for hijacking and or shooting down commercial airplanes and bombings in American cities, followed by the introduction of phony evidence and other tactics that would implicate the government, the Cuban government. Other successful false flags 
missions. So it makes me think about um, even with the 9-11, we know about how the minister has ex- has exposed and many documentaries has exposed that there was an inside job. Absolutely. And I did several videos uh, talking about the movie Long Kiss Goodnight, which actually kind of hinted yes. at the tactic of just blaming it on the Muslims and the planes and things of that nature. And what this is called is yes. predictive programming. So when you talk about this book, yes. Contagion, when you talk about these different books that hinted at it, what it's doing is it's normalizing this type of event. So y'all seen it so much on the news. I've seen it so much in the movies. I've seen it so much in TV shows. So mm-hmm. when it happens in real life, you think, oh, that's normal. So you don't question it. You just say, oh, that's a, mm-hmm. you know, when Brother Reza comes out and talks about it, oh, it's a conspiracy theorist because in your mind you've been trained to think that these things that's going on is actually normal. So go look up. Um, Operation Northwoods, because that's something that you should study as well, which is why I asked, is America at odds with China? Because this may be a similar mindset that they have. Oh, oh yeah. I'll say this. Uh, If America can get China out of the way, America can do a lot of things. But the issue is that America needs China. Mm. America needs China. Okay, not only for resources, but for workers. America needs China for business. America needs China for money. Again, China owns certain parts of America. America's for sale. Now, people have to understand this when they open their mouth and they regurgitate the things that the mainstream is telling them when they say things like, well, America's the number one oil producer. No, America's the number one oil thief. Okay, so she may have oil, but just understand where she got it from, even if she obtained it or acquired it from within her own borders. For example, at in Standing Rock, North Dakota, there is oil there, of course, but there's also a number of tribes there, the Lakota tribe and Standing Rock Sioux. I was there at Standing Rock, North Dakota with uh, our sister, Queen Yanajdaha Lone Wolf, where we stood against them, these companies that were trying to frack or take the oil by drilling through and bulldozing through native burial ground cemeteries. They didn't care. They were going to go straight through and they did do this. They, they ran a pipeline all the way into the water where the lake was, where this is the only water that the people drink and that they you know, can use for everything that they have. And these companies, which Donald Trump has investments in these companies, uh, at least two of them, drilled and to get the oil. And when they did do this, understand this, the exact thing that the natives were telling them would happen did happen. Just like the XL pipeline, they said, if you go and drill into get our oil, in this soil here, the oil is going to leak into our water supply. And that happened. Mm. So the point is, yes, America may have some oil here, but that oil doesn't belong to the American government. It belongs to the people over that land. So people have a big misunderstanding here. America took it and they were not supposed to take it. And they killed certain people and arrested certain people. We were there for some of this, you know, to stand against that. So just, just so people can understand that. And again, having odds with China is something that has happened, has existed for a very long time, all the way back to Japan, all the way down into the 30s. You know, China does not trust America. They don't like America. They don't trust America, but they will do business. You know, and again, you have never seen um, America or the police shoot down a Chinese person. Because you understand there are certain agreements there. If they harm one Chinese person, which is why now I believe in New York. Uh, the, the governor of New York, from my understanding, is passing a law or trying to get a helpline for Chinese business owners who are facing discrimination. See, why is there so much catering to them in America? 
because there are agreements. And America knows that if you violate these agreements with China, all the Chinese got to do is leave and go back to China. But that would help to collapse America's economy. So, yes, I just wanted to make sure that that was clear with all of those. And also, um, when you brought up Project uh, Northwoods or Operation Northwoods, you're referring to in one case, when it comes to Vito Castro, you're referring to the Bay of Pigs incident where they tried to assassinate a certain CIA operatives who were assigned to assassinate Fidel Castro as a part of the over 600 assassination attempts on his life by which he survived all of them uh, in Cuba. And to this very day, Cuba is sanctioned. They don't receive any aid from America. They don't receive aid from a lot of countries. They recycle everything and they still maintain the highest level of medical professionals, which is why the Cuban government was asked to help the people in Wuhan, China, and the Cuban government flew into Wuhan and were helping to cure the people in Wuhan. They also were flown to Italy, the doctors, medical doctors from Cuba, because they have the highest level of of successful, highly decorated medical professionals. And they flew to Italy to now help to assist to cure the people of the virus there. So while America was trying to kill Fidel Castro because he refused to bow down to America and he had good friendship in Canada and other nations, uh, Nelson Mandela, you know, loved our brother. There was a lot going on, but he refused to bow down to America. And because of that, America decided to cut off all aid or anything, help resources to Cuba from America and other nations as well. So that's something that we have to understand is if you do, if you refuse to bow down to what America wants, they will use all their power to either control you or if not destroy you. So I I argue that, yes, they have issues with China. They have issues with Japan. They have issues with Iran, Syria, all these different countries. And if and if you guys want to look that up, uh, uh, I think the minister spoke about it as well. Fidel uh, Castro survived 600 assassination attempts. Mm-hmm. Think about that, y'all. Six hundred plots <laughs> to kill a man, and he survived that. So all praise is due to Allah, man. Hey, when when you in Allah hands, man, hey, ain't nothing they can do about Come it. On. So let's get into some solutions, man, so we can get a couple calls. The coronavirus. What should be doing? What should we be doing now to to prevent it? And mm-hmm. if you do catch it, and if you can get to it early, what are some of the solutions? First thing you want to do to prevent it, uh, the standard things that they're saying, wash your hands, wear gloves, wear a mask. Um, that's the things that there's that they did say early on. Now, some parts from the White House are saying it's not about washing your hands. It's not about wearing gloves. It's simply uh, about they said it. They said it's simply airborne. Mm-hmm. So just keep the air clean. But I would say, sure, wash your hands. If you feel like you need to wear gloves, go ahead and do that. They are saying that there are attempts from specific groups to spread it through saliva on elevators, on door handles, targeting black people and police. Primarily now white, some white supremacists are saying that they're going to do that. So sure, wear gloves, wear a mask, etc. Also, you want to clean the air, have the air purified in your home, in your neighborhood, etc. So I do recommend getting sage. Sage is known to kill between 95 to 98 percent of airborne bacteria. Naturally, our ancestors have been using sage for a very long time. Uh, Also, you want to get humidifiers because the heat, the heat in the air, the heat and moisture is something that helps to kill the airborne bacteria as well. So the first thing you want to do is make sure your air is clean. 
not spraying Lysol everywhere, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> People think I did that video, man, where I showed the coronavirus, that old strain in on the can and how it gets rid of that and pneumonia, all these different viruses. That's not the same thing, y'all. So, so please don't run around spraying Lysol all in your air and sniffing it and thinking that's going to help. Don't don't do that. All right. That's chemicals. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> if you want to spray your, your you know, want to spray your handbag or, you know, your shoes or like all that. Fine. Sure. But please don't, you know, do that with the air. But um, get uh, incense, get sage. Make sure you have air flowing freely. You know, right now in L.A., the air is the cleanest it's been in probably the last two or three decades because there are far less cars driving which means there are far less carbon emissions. So the skies are bluer, the air is cleaner, crisper, et cetera, crispier. So make sure you keep your air clean. That's one. Number two, make sure you keep your immune system strong. At this time, what they have determined and what they have found from bodies that uh, they did the autopsies on in Wuhan, China, they have found that the coronavirus hardens mucus in the respiratory system. So mucus is something that's not entirely a bad thing, it's what happens after your body uses its white blood cells to attack the pathogen or the foreign bacteria and it surrounds it and then it dissolves it and pushes it out. So it forms a mucus to surround the bacteria and then pushes out the body. So that's good. But you want to cough that up. You want to blow that out of your nose with, you know, through your urine, through your defecation or fecal matter, get it out of the body. But because it hardens the mucus, you have to add heat to everything. So you need to have soups soups. I would say soups with no dairy. Soups, you want to add turmeric powder. Soups, you want to add cayenne. Uh, you want to have lots of vegetables in these soups. Navy bean soup is something we highly recommend. Navy beans have over 80 nutrients in them, which includes an anti-radiation um, act, act, uh, activation within it. It is also anti-aging. Before you go yes, to go before you go to the next one, you mentioned heat. I've been seeing people talk about how heat at yes. a certain degree kills it. So, uh, what do you think about mm-hmm. those people who put the orange pills in it and they uh, and they heat it up and they mm-hmm. uh, they telling people to inhale? You know, the steam is that that working? The steam. That's absolutely the steaming. You definitely want to do steaming, antibacterial steaming, uh, twice a day if you can. Once a day, twice a day. Now, if you if you get infected, I'm going to go through different things. If you get infected versus not. If you get infected, you definitely want to do antibacterial steaming at least twice a day, once in the morning, once in the evening, where you include certain things in the water. You include maybe a few drops of essential oils, eucalyptus, peppermint oil. Drop that in the, in the water that's boiling. Put a small uh, towel over your head and inhale the steam. That will uh, it will melt the mucus in the respiratory system. It will come up. It will force you to cough. That's your body's reaction to pull it up and you spit it out. Do not swallow it. None of that. Blow it out of your nose. Spit it up, etc. It's coming out. Uh, also, you want to if you do orange peels, that's good, too. That's very good. If you use the orange peels, um, anything dealing with hot teas, you want to drink hot teas. People are saying that it, it, it dies at 80 degrees. There was a chiropractor, I believe, an herbalist or a chiropractor, a Caucasian male, very high voice that people are circulating his video around. And he gave partial facts and impartial, not true information. Uh, when they said, oh, it dies at 80 degrees, people are misunderstanding the point, which is we're not saying outside 80 degrees. The body internally is normally 98.6 degrees. So the temperature is normally very high within the body. But because of this, you have to add more heat 
from the outside into the inside, specifically with liquids to uh, to melt the mucus so that when it comes out and it transfers and everything, it is basically getting a double dose of heat. One with the air, two with liquids. Okay, you want to make sure you add that combined. So, yes, the steaming teas, I recommend you drink. Uh, you want to make a ginger lime or ginger lemon hibiscus tea. Hibiscus leaves, uh, or I believe in Jamaica, it is sorrel. Sorrel in Jamaica. It's these purple leaves, dried leaves that a lot of stores have right now. Hibiscus leaves, you want to boil those. You want to get ginger. Ginger root, chop up the ginger root, put that in the pot with the hibiscus leaves, boil that for a good 20 minutes or so until the water becomes uh, gets very, very dark. While that is happening and boiling, you want to chop up lemons or limes, preferably limes, into the container that you're going to pour the tea into. Get a good 15, 20 limes and squeeze those into that container. Once the water finishes boiling, you pour that into that container. Also, for a sweetener, you want to use manuka honey, preferably manuka honey. If you can't find manuka honey, you want to get raw maple syrup. Not the maple syrup you get for pancakes at IHOP or Denny's. Please do not do that. All right. That, that is corn syrup and it's horrible. That's going to make it worse for you. But raw maple syrup, if not agave, is fine. But I recommend do not use sugar. Pour the hibiscus ginger tea into that lime and honey. You could say mixture that you have in that container. Pour it all the way in there. Let it uh, sit for a few seconds and then pour that into a cup and drink that, you know, maybe twice or three times a day. I will say this. You can add cayenne into it, but you will not need to. More than likely, it's going to be very spicy, but very good. It's going to cause your body to detox. It's going to break up mucus. Don't do it on... An empty stomach, I recommend, because it may increase the likelihood of diarrhea, just to be clear. But that's a very, very, very strong thing. So teas, soups, steaming is very good. Also, you want to take lots of vitamins, lots of minerals, lots of herbs. Sea moss, bladder rack, elderberry, colloidal silver, black seed oil, again, cayenne and turmeric, if you're going to put that into your tea. These are a lot of these things. You want to make sure you have spirulina, chlorella, neem powder, moringa powder, uh, astragalus root or astragalus powder. All of these are immune boosters. And then, of course, the classic vitamin C, liposomal vitamin C, preferably. As of right now, the New York Post released yesterday, because funny thing is, when I was telling people to use vitamin C, vitamin C, vitamin C, they were laughing. A lot of people's like, reason. You can't tell me that with all this negative stuff going on with this virus and all that, that all we need to use is vitamin C. No, the government is coming out with over five new drugs and they're trying to come out with at least three new vaccines. So they're not going to tell you vitamin C because that's going to cure you from the situation that they want to help to manage with the drugs and the vaccines. So they want to push the vaccines and the drugs, but they can't. Uh, it's not working fast enough and they're not coming up with enough fast enough. So they're using liquid IV vitamin C in hospitals in New York right now to cure patients of the coronavirus. And it's working because they were using the same thing in Wuhan, China and other parts of China. And it was working then, too. So liposomal vitamin C, 
And then, of course, for those who are at high risk, elders, etc., I recommend if you go to the hospital to tell them to give them liquid IV intravenous using a needle vitamin C therapy. And that will absolutely knock things out as well. So there are a lot of solutions. Family drink lots of water, uh, lots and lots and lots of water. Cut down the sugar almost to zero. If you smoke, this is not the time you want to do that. Cut that out. If you drink, that suppresses the immune system. Cut that out. And of course, get lots of cardiovascular exercise. and You should be all right. And the vaccine situation, uh, we're going to end off with that. We're not going yeah. to do the, the, the call in because uh, uh, due to time, Brother Jake, I think he has to do a show after this. But for the vaccines, people are asking, how can I avoid it? Uh, I understand that New York doesn't allow the uh, religious exemption form anymore. Uh, I looked up the laws mm-hmm. for my city. We just needed an affidavit, uh, 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 I think like a notary or something like that. So. Based on uh, uh, the, the vaccines and we know what they're going to do now or what they want to do now, a lot of people are becoming more aware. A lot of people didn't believe it at first. They said, oh, I'm going to get mine. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. My children got to go to school. What are some solutions to avoid this vaccine for their children and for themselves? So many people ask me, Brother Ben X, man, how do I know that you're going live? How do I know when you're producing a podcast? And I saw you also just made $130,000 in two days. Well, there's a way that you guys can get informed from us via text message. All you have to do is text 50K to 210-504-4094, and we'll give you more information with free game, and we'll let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Text the word 50K to 210-504-4094. We'll give you updates, notifications, and let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Peace. All right. And just be, <clears throat> before I say that really quick, the vaccine information when it comes to the black community didn't break heavily until uh, the Nation of Islam received the information. 2015, I received the information from a woman uh, named Lucy Cole, who then got me in touch with someone by the name of Michelle Ford over Vaccine Injury Awareness League. She gave me the whole breakdown of what's going on and how the MMR vaccine was affecting black boys. And now the CDC hid the data from Dr. William Thompson, who was the senior lead scientist over the Center for Disease Control's vaccine division. And he stated that if we would have revealed this information at least 10 years earlier, he was talking about 2014, about 2004, we could have prevented at least 100,000 black boys from having autism Mm. as a specific quote. So you can understand. So they knew what this was doing and no one in the black community would take it. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. came and met with us. He said he went to Jesse Jackson's uh, office and they wouldn't accept it. Al Sharpton, the Urban League, NAACP, he named all, all these groups and he said none of them would accept the information. I wanted to give them about how black people are being affected more than white people. This is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. This is John F. Kennedy, the president, I believe the 45th president, uh, pardon me, not 45th, pardon me, I believe the, oh, John F. Kennedy, <laughs> president, I believe he, uh, his grandson, Robert Kennedy Jr., who sat with us and gave us all this information along with Brian Hooker as well. They gave us all the data regarding what it is doing to black people. So they brought the information to me. I brought it to Minister Abdul Malik, formerly known, formerly known as Minister Tony Muhammad, who's the Western Regional Representative for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And then we brought it to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, gave him all the information at his table. And from there, he brought it to the 20th year anniversary of the Million Man March 
on the steps of the Capitol again in Washington, D.C. in 2015. And that was broadcasted to the world to over 36 uh, countries to over four billion people. So he did all of that and he brought it out. Once that happened, then black people started to become uh, heavily aware of exactly what it is, you know, dealing with vaccines, et cetera. So when it comes to vaccines, for those right now who are asking the question, what do I do? Number one, if you are in California, Mississippi or West Virginia, these are the three states that are not accepting any exemption forms. Mm. So you're going to have to homeschool. This is the, the only option, sadly, because they are using the police. They are threatening you. They're threatening to take away your job, garnish your wages. They're threatening to take your child away from you, et cetera. So you're going to have to homeschool. I know it's very, you know, some of you may be very difficult to do that, but that is really the only option unless um, there are doctors who understand. And, you know, if they can find a way to get an exemption form, you, form for you, you know, the, I, I don't know. You'd have to go and look around and try to get a religious exemption form, if not a philosophical exemption form, if not a medical exemption form. So make sure you go to multiple doctors to see which one of them can help you with one of those forms. And you have to explain to them by using the ingredients of the vaccine. Look up the ingredients and show that these ingredients are harmful to the human body. Mercury, uh, ethyl mercury, not methyl, but ethyls in those vaccines say that. Uh, aluminum, you know, monkey kidney cells, all of this is in there and say, you know, pork porcine gelatin is in the flu shot. And other ones show them how these ingredients are harmful to my body. I'm vegan. I'm Muslim, et cetera, whatever, and show them that those are harmful to your body or your child's body so that you can obtain an exemption form. The other 47 states either have religious. Hold on. Wait, wait. Uh, 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 speaking of that, what's the sister name that you be the light skin sister, divine something? Uh, I can't think of a name. Oh, yeah, uh, Stargate. Stargate. Mm -hmm. Didn't she just, was it true that that post that she made about the uh, CDC losing something recently uh, about the autism? Yes. So, so with that being yes. said, can you go into that a little bit? That they didn't lift any laws since they Absolutely. lost. They they lost. Uh, so everyone needs to know this. Um, there is a organization that requested documentation from the CDC. It's not the only one, but this is one of the only ones that was that were successful. They requested uh, through a Freedom of Information Act documentation from the CDC to prove that it is not vaccines that cause autism or that vaccines are in no way connected to autism because the CDC continues to state that there are no connections to autism. Vaccines do not cause autism, etc. Yet they have never provided documentation or scientific evidence to justify or prove such a statement. So they requested these documents and the CDC did not provide the documents. So the Supreme Court ruled in favor of us, mm. the people, and said that the CDC can no longer, this just happened, I believe it was March 4th or March 5th, a couple weeks ago, the CDC can no longer state that vaccines do not cause autism or that vaccines are in no way connected to autism because they have no documentation to prove such a statement. Be so, so as of right now, they lost in court. So if anyone wants to invoke that, you should. Make sure you look up that case again, March 4th or March 5th. But they have lost in court, so they cannot make that statement anymore, which is extremely good for us as the people, because there are parents all across this country who have been affected. Their children have autism. They will have to live with this for the rest of their life. The majority of them, 
uh, because of what this government has done through vaccines. So, yes, the CDC lost. Um, I think you was going ahead. I think I cut you off. It was some more stuff you were saying. I don't know if you remember. Yes, uh, it was specifically dealing with the states. The other 47 states, you can go into uh, the Department of Health is one way. Another way is to your doctor, your nurse or clinic, and you can look for, let them know that I want to receive or I have to use the religious exemption form. If you are going to use the religious exemption form, you have to get a notarized letter from your congregation, if it's your church, so from your pastor, your minister, if it's uh, the mosque, of course, you want to make sure you get it from the imam there or whoever the religious speaker is or leader there at your masjid or mosque um, or your, your synagogue, etc. to get the religious exemption form approved. Make sure you get a notarized letter from one of them. If you want to do the philosophical, then you have to explain why your personal belief, you know, why it's against your personal belief, etc. And you should include, um, you know, as much information as possible. Or the other one is the medical exemption. And in that one, again, I recommend you cite the ingredients specifically that you know are a detriment or are harmful to the body. There are plenty of them. Go on the CDC website and type in vaccine ingredients. A list will pop up with all of the vaccines and all of the ingredients. And make sure you look carefully at each one of them because there are tons of ingredients that are harmful to the body. Each individual one, if you were to inject each one of these individually, it will absolutely harm the body. They're almost all of them almost are lethal, but yet they combine them into single vaccines. So make sure you look at all that and that way you'll be able to get an exempt from that. And uh, lastly, as a solution, just make sure, you know, you, you are living a healthy lifestyle and you're taking care of your children, etc. because they're trying to use this to force again, as I was saying, the healthy people 2020 guidelines. This is something that they are actually doing. It's a part of their documentation. It's a part of the new medical implementation. And as a part of that, it's going into something called ID 2020, where they are using vaccines and RFID chips and the tracking system, not only in the RFID chips, but in the vaccines with specific uh, medical wristbands, certain medical ink to track to see who took their vaccines and who did not. That is being funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, as well as an organization called Gavi, the Global Alliance for Vaccination and Immunization. So make sure you understand that. If you do not want to get vaccines, get your exemption forms right now, I recommend, and do your best to get around it because they are about to do, they're, they're trying to outlaw all exemption forms and force vaccination across the country. That's the that's the actual agenda that they're pushing for. And the excuse or justification is, well, there's a virus going through the country. You see how this is going, right? It's a virus. So if people refuse to get vaccinated, they're going to make it to where any children who are out of school right now are going to have to be forced to get vaccinated in order to get back into school. That's the strategy. Just letting y'all know. So get your exemption forms right now uh, as soon as you can. Praise be to Allah. Sister Brittany Thorpe says, brother, what can I give my toddler other than vitamin C? Oh, yes. Uh, well, first of all, uh, number one thing, breastfeeding is the best. All right. So let's make that very clear. They try to convince women right now that breastfeeding is bad. No, it is not. Breastfeeding is best. If you cannot breastfeed, if you are not producing milk, you definitely want to do uh, blended for your toddler, blended vegetables, pureed. Whatever you put in the bottle, make sure it is very, very, very strong. So organic vegetables, you want to blend all of that. 
Um, the vitamin C is not a bad thing, but I would recommend you put that in the mix. The vitamin C. There are a lot of other things. The elderberry, uh, I recommend there is the elderberry powder, which is better. So you can put that in the juice. You know, the elderberry syrup might be a little too strong. Um, also the black seed oil is more than likely very strong. You don't want to do golden seal. There are certain things a toddler can't have yet. So breast milk is best, uh, raw vegetables and the vitamin C that you do give them. I still recommend you do the powder in the juice. You definitely do that. Orange juice is good. Uh, you can do pomegranate juice. Uh, make sure you put beet juice inside of other juices. Um, there's a lot of different things. Anything that boosts the immune system, you can look up all the different fruits and herbs and things that boost immune systems for toddlers. Certain things are not good for them because their digestive tract isn't fully formed uh, to a degree. So you don't want to you know, hurt them or give them something that will cause diarrhea or um, you know, cause their body to work too hard. So you can actually look that up and just look at you know, immune boosters for toddlers, something you can easily find. Yes, sir. And very, very last question. And we're going to allow you to talk about, you know, or, or let them know where you can get your book. Somebody says, if it is, if it is outlawed and all of the forms are outlawed, are outlawed, are successful, what do we do then? Number one, understand this. Their goal is to outlaw all of the exemption forms. And I know some people think that that's not possible. I know. But all they have to do is either look at a virus and try to come up with a solution for it. And they say, well, look, the solution is we're going to mandate vaccines because, you know, we don't want anyone else to get sick. That's going to be their excuse rather than saying, hey, everybody should take vitamin C because that's being proven to boost immune system, get rid of viruses or everybody take this, take that. But again, vaccines and pills and pharmaceuticals are the number one solution for them. If it is outlawed, meaning the exemption forms, parents are going to have to face a very difficult uh, decision. Either you're going to refuse, conscientiously object, and invoke your rights as a human being, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. You're going to have to study the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. You must know what that means. Uh, according to the United Nations, all of us as human beings have the right within our person, within our physical body. It's also in the United States Constitution that we have the right as a person, a living, breathing human being to refuse Certain things, in particularly medicine and really vaccines are a virus. The definition of vaccine is a weakened or dead strain of a virus injected into the body to stimulate the body's immune response. So you're being injected with a virus, mm. whether they say it's weakened or if it's alive, weakened or dead, you're being injected with a virus. So if you know that that is, in a sense, biological attempted murder. And the medical professionals do agree if, if it's being forced, because if you, you have the right to disagree. So if they, if they say, listen, if you take this, you go to jail, that's a decision you're going to have to make. And I'm not being funny. I'm being very serious. Some of y'all are like, well, there, there must be another, okay, another solution. You can try to sue them if you have the money to get a lawyer. Sure. But if they make it a mandatory thing across the country, law, if they make it law, they do not play by their own rules. There's nothing really a lawyer can do for you. It's going to take the United Nations if they have any level of ethics. But if they don't step in, OK, now what? If they use the police, the police come to your house and they say you take this vaccine or we arrest you like they have done before. There are parents who have who they have done this to where they have raided their home because their child wasn't vaccinated. And they took their child from the parent, put the parent in jail and they brought the child and put the child in foster care. It's a very real thing. 
So you will have to decide if they decide to outlaw all vaccine exemption forms and everybody take vaccines in the country. I personally will not be receiving it. And I'm willing to face whatever consequence, even if that means going to jail. If we all go to jail and we pack that jail, they're going to have to release us. And they're not going. They don't have enough room. OK, and they don't have enough officers to arrest uh, over three hundred and forty million people in this country. So, I, I, you know, I don't want to put paint such a grim picture, but that is the reality. You're going to have to make that decision for yourself. And uh, Brother Reza, where can they get that magnificent book that you just put out, brother? Yes, sir. This book is titled Message to the Millennials. Uh, almost everything going on is in this book, believe it or not, in, uh, in chapter two and chapter six. You can go to RezaIslam.com or you can go to the link in my bio on Instagram. And of course, you can find me anywhere under Reza Islam, Reza Islam, everything. And for those who are looking for his Instagram, it's underscore Reza Islam on Instagram where you can support the brother, man. So I thank you, brother, for coming on. Somebody asked for a part two. So if you grant us with a part two, we can go into some of the information that you was talking about that we need to get more information on. We can kind of pick certain subjects and go into detail and show documents on the screen, man. Whenever you get some time, I know you're busy. Uh, Inshallah, we actually will be together uh, soon, I think it's going to be in May. I think the event has been pushed back in May. So I think me and Brother Reza will be yeah. together in Washington, D.C. soon. So uh, all praise to do to Allah, brother. I thank you for coming on, man. I thank you for granting us with your time. And may Allah bless you with success. And you guys go over and support the brother on Instagram, underscore Reza Islam, and support his book because much information is over there. And for anybody who do not think this brother loves black people, for anybody who <laughs> don't think that this brother really cares for the community, you, oh, I, yeah, I'm brother. just going to go out and say, you got your damn mind. For anybody who can, <laughs> who can remember this type of information, and, and be able to give you solution after solution after solution, bring you documents, bring you facts, bring you cross-references, and he's not afraid Crazy to say thing. these things, you cannot say that he's not for the people. And anybody who out there is saying that, show me what y'all are doing. Show me what y'all have studied. Crazy. It cool. takes time to say this stuff just right off of your head. I call him a walking encyclopedia. I call him a, 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 a <laughs> walking Google. So for him to be able to say yes, these sir. different things when there's people literally saying, I'm not going to say this because I'm going to get I'm going to get caught. They don't want me to put this out there. I'm going to just say this for me and my family. Yeah. For him to be able to do this and have the heart and, 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 and testicular fortitude to say oh, this yeah. stuff, family, <laughs> you know, Brother Reza loves us, man. So I thank you, brother, for all of your Great. sacrifice and your study and your uh, will to be able to get this to our community, brother. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you, my brother. Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum. All right, family, I want to bring you guys something from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I don't I seen a brother asking for the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's book on vaccines, but I want to play this audio from the ministers talking about the vaccines uh, specifically. Listen to this. I have a book here that I would like. It's out of print. It's called Murder by Injection. Mm. and just give you vaccinations now you can't even take your children to school listen to that without their telling you you have to be vaccinated do you know what they're putting in that damn vaccine they tell you it's this but it may be that in 1961 the honorable Elijah Muhammad told us don't take the polio vaccine. Come on. 
and we obeyed him. So he said in 1961, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told them that. So I don't think it's necessarily in a book per se, brother, like message to the black man or our savior has arrived. But if the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan told us, hey, I'm following the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan because he is that representative in our midst. So I thank everybody for listening, man. Please subscribe to the Brother Ben X podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. If you would like to support uh, my platform, you can do so via Cash App, dollar sign Brother Ben X. I got some great guests on the way. I mean, I'm bringing guests after guests, person after person to bring you guys valuable information and solutions, family. So if you want to support this platform, you can do so via Cash App. Dollar sign brother Ben X. And if you guys want to get the text notifications when I go live in the future, just text BBX class to 555-888. Y'all have a blacktastic day, family. Assalamu alaikum. Oh, wait, somebody said there was an echo. Oh, man, somebody said there was an echo. I'm going to play that again. My bad. I know why there was an echo as well. I, I think I know why. My bad, y'all. Let me let me try this again. Uh, boom. Let me try to fix that for you guys. I'm sorry. Y'all probably wasn't able to hear that right. Dang. Uh, let me see here. Was the echo bad to where y'all couldn't hear it? Was it to a point to where y'all couldn't hear it, or y'all or y'all pretty much heard it? Let me know in the comment section. Because if not, I'll play it again for you guys. Was y'all able to hear it good? Let me, I'm going to just play it like this. I have a book here that I would like. It's out of print. It's called Murder by Injection. They just give you vaccinations. Now you can't even take your children to school without their telling you you have to be vaccinated. Do you know what they're putting in that damn vaccine? They tell you it's this, but it may be that. In 1961, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told us, don't take the polio vaccine. And we obeyed him. So there it is, man. I just want to give y'all that little short clip, man. As y'all can see, though, man, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has been warning us for a very, 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 very long time. Thank everybody for listening, man. Y'all have a blacktastic day. Assalamu alaikum. Hey, family, listen, I know COVID has messed up some of our vision and some of us, our vision for our family and our future looks a little blurry, but we want to help bring the vision back to 2020. We want you to be able to see the success and everything that you plan for 2020 to be. We want to help bring that vision back. So we have a crazy bundle for you going into Black Friday. This bundle, we got Purpose to Profit, which is a full course that's going to teach you how to turn your purpose into a product and that product into a profitable business, six-figure business from scratch. We're going to teach you how to turn your purpose into a product. We're going to teach you how to market, how to scale, how to productize. We're going to teach you how to test. We're going to teach you how to package this product so that you can be able to take it into the marketplace to be able to do great things. Not only with that bundle, you're also going to get Private Banking Blueprint where we teach you how to build your own banking system. Yes, you heard me, your own banking system. And guess what? Guess what? It's only going to be for $368. Yes, you heard it. $368. You're going to get a 
an actual physical copy of the textbook of Private Banking Blueprint, all of that course together for $368 all the way up until Black Friday. If you want to move on that bundle, go to visionbundle.com, visionbundle.com, and take action today.